Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listen, being very, very honest with you girls, the rebound can be sweet, yeah? The rebound guy can be a hottie. Everyone is one bad encounter away from being a horrible person. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development for a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about post-breakup recovery. Now we know that sometimes you need to cut off a friend or leave that relationship or situationship. But once you've made the decision to choose your peace and part ways, how do you deal with the feelings of loneliness being by yourself and how do you put your best foot forward in starting over trusting again and being open to welcoming new friends and lovers into your life Mm -hmm. today's episode is actually an amazing suggestion from the sisters over on instagram yes um yeah we are super excited to actually be doing episodes which you suggest which we have been doing along the way but if you haven't already followed us on instagram at to my sisterhood please do because we often ask you for ideas on content what you want to see what you want us to talk about Mm -hmm. and what you need help with so without further ado you already know what time it is it's a ding 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 dilemma oh that was excellent i think we need to add that in that was did you hear the decibels the octaves <laughs> thank you Lord. <laughs> you want to put me on table, okay <laughs> but let's get into this dilemma i believe today's life dilemma comes from the united states of america no way i think so i don't know what state but shout out to our american sisters we love Yo, you big yeah. up america i have a lot of love for my american sisters. yes Surrogate. she used to live there surrogate american here you know what i'm saying I, and i, I just here. have a southern black woman living inside of me <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do. I, ge- I genuinely think in my past I life. I see that for you. I, thank you. I see that for you. Thanks. Anyway, Sugar, let's get into the okay, dilemma. Sugar, she did, y'all see what she did here? I'm telling you, her name is... Uh, I, I don't know what sort of name to give her, though. She might be a Shelly. Shelly? Shelly. 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 Well, we can rock okay. with Shelly. What's a more like... Sherry Ann? Nah, Sherry Ann is a bit too... She's wholesome. The, mm. the, like, she's a like southern belle kind of old school woman who's got attitude to our southern sisters please i don't know what state though. <laughs> give Texas. ego a name <laughs> sorry missouri? Anyway. missouri i don't know anything about that place <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry i am sorry for you missourians <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for you we need I'm to get into yourself. the dilemma anyways okay cool hi courtney and renee Hello. I am reaching out to you because I need help with finding my voice and making true connections with people. I graduated college last year and I have been working in this Panasonic since July, aka pandemic. Um, I moved to a new state and I'm working in a new field that is completely different from my previous internships. I'm having such a hard time connecting with my co-workers and creating real friendships outside of work. I do have social anxiety. Whilst I am able to get my job done, I'd like to get better at earning the trust of others and becoming someone that people actually look forward to meeting. There is this saying that goes, people will forget what you said slash did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. I've always been shy and a bit self-preservative, and I would like to know how you two have become so confident in sharing your stories and speaking your mind. And then she gives some examples of how she's been struggling. Mm -hmm. I often feel like I don't have a voice. I find it hard to express how I'm feeling when it matters. For example, I was disrespected by an older coworker who told me that I was wasting company time and resources after I volunteered while he was working from home to complete a task. It was a simple task that took me less than 10 minutes to put together and I IM'd him and asked if I could get 
if I could get feedback when he gets back to the office. Mm. He wrote an aggressive paragraph telling me that I should ask before doing next time, which is code for don't think for yourself. Receiving that unnecessary message from him made me freeze. And in that moment, I realized that I have no idea how to stand up for myself, how to be aggressive and how to use my words to explain my stance and foster support. Why was I so scared? Mm-hmm. On a different note, I've recently lost my best friend. Oh. We had an argument regarding our differences in communication. I wanted her to show more interest in my life, similarly to how I support her. And she took it as a critique on her character mm-hmm. and concluded that my expectations are too high. Mm-hmm. Now more than ever, I find myself feeling really lonely and I'm beginning to doubt the way that I view relationships. In any case, this has me deeply reconsidering the kind of friendships that I want to have, the kind of conversations I'd like to experience and learn from. I literally cannot grow as a person until I figure things out socially. Sometimes it feels as though I am in the world's smallest bubble and nothing I have is sharp enough to burst it. I want to find my voice and confidently navigate any and every new environment. I want to stop being so fearful. Like who gonna check me? How have you two found your voice and how have you used it to foster your network and your community? So it's a long one, but it's a good one. You know, being more confident in your voice, whether it comes to relationships and friendships Mm. or at work is so important because people can take you for idiots. Like this coworker, Bruh. for example, <laughs> this passive passive aggressiveness at work. Ring, ring, ponder, hate because <laughs> I don't business. Real talk, off. actually, you're right. You're right. You cannot speak to me anyhow. <laughs> you can't speak to me anyhow. Do you know who I am? Talk to me nice. Talk to me nicely. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, but what do what advice do you have for sis? Um, mm. I guess. How how do you think we became confident in yeah. saying things that annoyed us, but also just speaking our our minds in the moment? Yeah, I think for both of us, we've been, I guess, privileged in a way to mm. be in a lot. Of, well, not privileged because some of the situations we've been in have been unfortunate. Unfortunate. <laughs> so I think it's a balance of like, no, I think the word is challenged. Mm. We've both been challenged by being placed in situations which mean that we cannot afford mm-hmm. to be small and we mm. cannot afford to not have our voices heard. So going to university, owning businesses or, you know, going to work yeah. or um, doing content creation. Yeah. By virtue of stepping into these spaces, we have to get used to articulating ourselves well mm. and also articulating our opinions well such mm. that it can be heard and it can be seen and it is visible and it is something that is well put together. So I think just straight off the bat for us, Mm. it's very much about pushing yourself and putting yourself in situations that actively make you feel uncomfortable. So for example, the, um, one of the examples that our good sis actually put in terms of like confronting her best friend. Yeah. I know that that was awkward and uncomfortable, but that was actually a really, really good example of, being able to actually articulate how you're feeling and yeah. how you're thinking because you can never really control anybody's response. This is it. But it's better that you articulate how you think and how you feel mm. because if it doesn't manifest as exactly that, it will manifest as something worse later on. Mm. So it's better that you're actually very clear about your communication and mm. very clear about the things that like trouble you or yeah. worry you um, in a relationship because that will crop up master something else 100%. it's unfortunate that you lost your best friend and friendship breakups is never easy and it's never fun nope but i definitely don't think that you should take her response as a reflection on your character yeah. or the way that you've articulated things yeah um, because you, you simply just cannot control other people and their exactly. response That's really um, good. speaking to i guess more of a professional lens and dealing with um, you know, the very real reality of working with people that, you know, you may not like or may not like you or are speaking to you anyhow. Um, and I guess more widely is you teach people how to speak to you, mm. irrespective of what level you're at, irrespective of where you're, you know, where you are, mm. you can, it's like in my head, as you are reading out the, um, the example, mm-hmm. I was just thinking, with all due respect, I was already <laughs> thinking in my, this is like, it. the response that I would give with all due respect, <laughs> 
I made an active choice to do X, Y, Z. To work on this. Absolutely. This is something that I was passionate about. Yeah. And I think in those kind of situations, professional situations, you need to be able to articulate, articulate yourself professionally, yeah. clearly, um, and without any kind of passive aggression. Yeah. And if you see any passive aggression that makes you feel uncomfortable, you have to escalate it. This is it. This is something that I actually dealt with a couple, like maybe a year or so ago, mm. um, when I was working with folk that were speaking to me anyhow. Mm. I don't like it. Courtney already knows. I don't like it when people speak to me anyhow. 100%. I don't like being shouted at. I don't like passive That's aggression. That's how she lost her first job. I'm... <laughs> you said it on the podcast before. You just walked out. Rightfully so. But I'm screaming. Yeah. We but you don't take then. it. You just don't take yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to even talk about like all of that good stuff in the next episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, you need to set the example of how you would like to be treated yeah. and spoken to. Yeah. Um, and then when those boundaries are overshot, you escalate it. Because mm. as much as they're a senior colleague, everybody needs to be, you know, treated with respect. This and is care. it. And company culture dictates that. I'm pretty sure that if you're working at a company that actually cares about its employees or to an extent is actually very, very much cognizant of the kind of effects that that kind of mistreatment can breed, mm. you can escalate it to HR. 100%. So in my um, particular situation, the feedback that I was receiving, it was just rude in my opinion. I mm. just, there was no need for you to be like mean. That aggressive. It's actually mean. So I escalated it to HR. I literally yeah. called them up. I was like, listen, my mental health is at stake yeah. here. Um, I am a valued member and employee here. Yeah. I would like to, you know, continue working here. But this has made me feel very, very uneasy. And they sorted it out ASAP. They mm. were like, listen, we can't have any of that. It's really good. Um, but taking several steps back even further, finding your voice always starts with you. Mm. We are such big advocates of internal work. And being able to articulate yourself actually starts with how you see yourself. Mm. Um, and I would hazard a guess the fact that, you know, obviously social anxiety is something that we all deal with, with yeah. to, you know, varying extents. Yeah. Um, but how do you see yourself? Do you actually value what you have to say? Do you think that you actually have it. good things to contribute? This do you it. think that you actively, genuinely want to impact other people with the things that you say? And if the answer to those is a hesitation or a no, then there's actually some internal work that needs to be done first yeah. before you can actually start using your voice. So. I love that. Miss Courtney. That was so good. I felt like that was, you know, a bit rambly. That was, it was, was not trying to touch at all. That was multiple bases. And you have covered <laughs> all the bases. Like I, I 100% agree. I think in, in regards to the last thing you touched on, it is internal work and it is finding confidence um, in yourself by believing that what it is you have to say is important. Now, I, I think one aspect of speaking your mind in a professional setting, which I think you highlighted very well, mm. is you don't always have to match people's tone. You want to match people's energy. Mm. And I think mm. it, like in this, mm. if he's going to be aggressive, you don't have to be aggressive. I think sometimes, especially if you're working in, okay, sometimes men talk in a particular way that women are scared to talk, um, yeah. like in a, in a way that women are scared to talk in the workplace. So I've been seeing this like TikTok or real going around where it's like trying to email like my male colleagues and yeah. you take out all the pleases and all the you know hey the the gentleness in the mm -hmm. workplace and you're just assertive and you're clear for some people that doesn't come naturally to mm. them um and I, I think that that's completely fine I don't think you should make efforts to sound like something you are not I think if you have a tone that is you know okay, I'm not as confrontational as a person. I think in matching people's energy, the best thing is to use other people's voices to your advantage. Mm. So in this case, using the authority of a human resources department or using the authority of another team member, not to hide behind them, but to say, you know what, you may not um, receive what it is I'm saying because I'm not an aggressive person and I'm not going to come out of my character just to be rude as you were rude to me. Mm. But what I am going to do is show you that I can match your energy Energy, and I'm happy to take this to somebody with authority, um, not because I don't have it, but because you're not going to be receptive to what it is I have to say, especially if I don't have the full confidence in knowing that I can stand for myself just yet. Don't be afraid to lean on other people who do. It's like, um, it's kind of like having 
you know when you there's a bully on the school ground like yeah. a playground and sometimes you're a bit like i know i need to stand up for myself but i'm scared you're gonna punch me in the face so i'm gonna go and get one of the bigger kids that's actually one of my friends to come and help you like to, to beat you up and i feel like that that's that's a good place to bring start bring in the year 12 yeah <laughs> Do you know bring I mean? in the year 12 that's a good place to start and don't see that as a sign of weakness but i actually see that as a sign of assertiveness mm. and a first step to getting you closer to believing that in your workplace you deserve to feel heard and appreciated but also the same way they have confidence to speak to you in that way is the same way you should have confidence to know that you can let your thoughts be known as well that's why you're there that's what you're paid for um you shouldn't be a doormat but i think in terms of finding i guess our own voices and being confident in it it's important like you said actually don't see other people's responses as an indication of like speaking my mind is wrong because people respond negatively mm. to it. In this case of your best friend, just because your best friend took it as an attack on her character rather than um, an opportunity to improve in your friendship and to grow your relationship stronger doesn't mean speaking your mind will automatically always come with negative consequences. And I think sometimes these things can scare you once you finally step out of your shell and somebody responds so negatively to it, um, still keep going because like Renee said, you did the right thing. That was the right approach to speak your mind. Oh yeah, how have you used our, how have you used your voices to foster a network slash community? Mm. In wanting to make friends, you have to be friendly. And as you said, yeah, <laughs> as you said, uh, people don't really remember what you did for them. They, they remember how you feel. And I think in whatever unique way you, you are personally, be nice, be kind, be, um, open to a degree that makes you comfortable. And as you build more rapport with people, I think you'll find that you'll open up more. It's not like you're incapable of making friends. You had a friend. So I think it's more of a, it's more of a, no, because like ha having social anxiety is different to being mm. extremely socially awkward, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you actually find it impossible to make friends because of just how you are, but you are open to friendship and you desire friendship and I think you must first display the thing that you desire so if you do want people to talk to you more start talking to people with something as simple as um hi how are you how was your weekend get to know people more and give them the opportunity to start talking and hopefully you can bounce off of them and their energy and their um openness as well and hopefully that can make you more comfortable to be open yourself it does take time but it takes intentional effort um and and finding people who may be in spaces that you're more comfortable with so finding people with common interests so you can talk on something you're more confident about um, and then verging into talking to people about unknown things you know getting to know them and stuff but finding common ground on things that you enjoy for example like tv shows mm. um sports whatever it may be like oh did you see this did you see that do you watch this and then talk about your thoughts on it um and you never know what will organically spring from there but it all comes with practice and it's all a journey finding confidence like you renee said it starts with internal work and that internal work isn't always easy but it's necessary so keep at it sis keep at it and those co-workers yeah you need to set them in their place i'm not gonna lie Ru email your hr now immediately Okay. Hope that helped. Oh. <laughs> you were actually <laughs> disgusted. What? Can you imagine receiving that email? Oh, somebody's head is getting chopped. Oh, goodness me. But yeah, hopefully that helped you, sis. If you would like to send us a dilemma, please send it to our email at... Sorry, I was about to say our handle. Wow. <laughs> please send it to our email, hello at tomysisters.com. Um, but you can also DM us at tomysisterhood. Awesome. So I, 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 it was relevant. Um, but into today's conversation. Let's get into it. Let's get into Recovering it. from a breakup. Like our, our good sis in the dilemma was saying, she broke up with her best friend recently and that is a heartbreak that is crippling yes. sometimes. Um, but also losing a lover. Mm. Losing, that word lover is still... It's so funny. It's, I love it. I love my, it. My lover. Me and my lover. Me and my lover. <laughs> if there's a quick way to make someone feel uncomfortable, just refer to them as your lover. Yeah, that's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this man to you? That's my lover. That's my lover. <laughs> no other context but that. Um, but yes, recovering from a breakup or a situationship. Because some of the girls, I mean, it's a hot girl summer and it's got to leave you with a bit of loose ends that you're going to have to tie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Anyway. Not loose ends. <laughs> 
it's a holy hot girl summer anyway I'm so <laughs> yeah um yeah but in the sense of once you're recovering from losing someone in your life right not in a, a morbid way but in the sense of someone's left someone's yeah, made an yeah. exit on your own terms on amicable terms on terrible terms whatever that may be <laughs> it can sometimes lead to feeling lonely mm. because now you're by yourself for example if me and you weren't to be best friends anymore you need to stop don't even <laughs> don't even <laughs> hypothetically speaking don't even because you know i'll be outside your door with a boom box <laughs> good day daniela <laughs> I can definitely see you dancing in the rain. And I will, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> but if, if we were, God forbid, but to never be, to not be friends anymore, right? I feel like there'll be a huge void in my life, right? And I think sometimes the, the spaces that people leave in your life mm. and the emptiness that it leaves you feeling often can make you feel lonely mm -hmm, and now mm -hmm. you feel like you come to the reality that you actually are to a degree by yourself you've lost a part of yourself how do you cope with that feeling right mm. first of all there's the initial shock yeah <laughs> where's this person the person i used to call all the time or yeah. the person i used to key key with yeah um because even if you end on bad terms there were good parts you know definitely sometimes your sex partner is gone <laughs> You, you don't know what to do. <laughs> what, now? <laughs> what now? What now? <laughs> what do I do with all this time and these feelings? <laughs> but but in the sense of how do you deal with that feeling of loneliness? Mm. Oh, goodness. There were so many memes that were going through my mind as we were speaking. <laughs> I was even thinking of, um, you know, Akon's song. Lonely, I am so lonely. I am nobody all on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know what? In my, in my chest, I was nervous because I was like, we're going to hit, we're going to hit that one. I didn't even try. It's like that bit in Happy Birthday. Yeah. Happy Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has certain, to go quiet. Listen, there's certain octaves that I just know we have not been blessed with that kind Leave of Leave that to Mariah. Ooh, Mariah Gary, she can have all that. Mariah. Girl, you're chopping us out here. She she gave what it was supposed to be given. And she's still being she paid for up. it. She ate us up. But right yeah, coming back so. to <laughs> it's coming back to dealing with loneliness. Um I love the fact that you touched on all the varying degrees and various ways that we can feel loneliness. Because mm. I think there's so much like focus on like, oh, you know, when you break up with someone romantically, your whole life is in the bin. Yeah. You're out here eating Ben and Jerry's, yeah. you're watching TV speed yeah. and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. Whereas sometimes it can actually be a friend or mm. sometimes it can even be someone you're related to that actually yeah. just walks out of your life. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've spoken at length about like familial trauma. trauma, mm. um, And I think many sisters as well as brothers really can relate to, you know, maybe having a parental figure walk out. Um, you know, what do you do with that space? Because yeah. that space can really ripple, not just, you know, right now, but yeah. like over the course of your life, you're really missing somebody. Mm. And I think before we talk about like dealing with loneliness, I think we need to actually recognize that we're lonely. Yeah. Because a lot of us will, listen, everybody's out here capping. They don't want to admit that they're heartbroken. I they don't do want to admit that they're lonely. I all by myself. Listen, trust nobody. Lonely, baby girl. The only person I trust is myself. I love myself. Focusing on myself. I'm glowing up for myself. I'm glowing up, glowing up mentally, spiritually, Me, myself, and everything. I. You'll be saying you, yourself, and I, but let that person that you've just broken up with walk across the street all of a sudden. Did they catch me? <laughs> I hope you see Why I'm happy. Why are you still looking at their Instagram profile from your friend? Your friend is stalking their profile That for little you. finster. You think we don't know? We know. <laughs> we know. We know. So I think we need to actually acknowledge the fact that there has been a death of sorts. Mm. A death in the sense that there is now a, what feels like a vacant space in your life mm. where you've given time, you've invested emotional energy towards somebody. Yeah. And that has now transformed into something else, which yeah. is often empty space. Yeah. Um, dealing with loneliness can be really, really tough. I think that, this is a time where you really do want to lean on the other people that you have in your life. Mm -hmm. So for example, if it is a romantic breakup, you might actually want to lean on your friends and actually your close friends that is, um, or any like people within your community. And likewise, if it's a friendship breakup, yeah. I'm sure you didn't break up with your one friend. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you do- Your only, only have, friend. Yeah. If, <laughs> if, if 
there is only one friend, then this is a great time to seek others. Yeah. Um, and really lean on them emotionally. Like, I think there's also a fear of being seen as vulnerable mm. and a fear of opening up to people because we're always conscious of the fact of, A, we don't want to be a burden and B, we don't want people to like have one up on us or yes. something like that. Like, oh, they know my trauma. They yeah. know everything about me. There's something like, People think it's powerful to keep all of their secrets to themselves. Yeah. When really, you're out here suffering and in, in silence. In silence. You're out here suffering. You're crying. Facts, Under your bed. Facts, in your bed, facts. you're crying. At yeah. 3 a.m. in the morning, you wake up, you're crying. <laughs> it's not healthy. Yeah. And then I think in, not even in the extreme um, circumstances, but if you are able to access it, definitely get therapy and talk mm. it through. It's actually fine. Mm. Talk it through. Talk about, you know, the mother or the father that left. Yeah. Talk about, you know, the friend that decided it ain't going to work anymore. Yeah. Talk about, you know, the romantic partner that has decided to call it quits. Mm. But what's really, really important with dealing with loneliness is actually being able to fall back on the resources that you actually have around you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like you haven't lost everything. Mm. And so what, what remains you have to cherish. I think also, um, in learning to, you have to learn to be comfortable being by yourself. Yeah. Like, and not being by yourself as in lonely, away from everybody. But in, <laughs> in the sense that sometimes when people leave our lives, we can feel like they've taken something with them mm. that we actually need. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody was, you know, a, a huge affirming voice in your life and they've left in, in whatever way, it now feels like where's my affirmation and my reassurance going to come from? Where's my encouragement going to come from? Yeah. If somebody was the main form of intimacy in your life and an intimacy that you needed to not necessarily function, not in a healthy uh, un unhealthy dependency but in a sense of if somebody in your life was the main giver of affection to you and now they've left you're going to be feeling like where am I going to get affection from you know and or who's going to love me where am I going to receive that from mm. and I think what's important is in being alone learning to channel those things from within you yeah. rather than relying on an external um source of it so learning to love yourself, learning to affirm yourself, learning to be affectionate towards yourself and your gentleness and your, in the way that you care for yourself in, in discovering, um, like for me, for like, um, being a Christian, knowing how much and having to remind myself how much God loves me so that I'm okay with myself mm. rather than depending on other people to be those things that I need. Um, so you're not feeling lonely per yeah. se. You're just alone. Mm, right and mm, that mm. sometimes being alone is fine um, and it comes with its own challenges and you have to live up to each and every one of those tests but it teaches you a lot and I think one one great way to deal or to get through the season of loneliness well or not this loneliness isn't really a season it's more of a feeling I mm. think this the season is being more so with yourself and learning to discover yourself independent of other people um, and then to build yourself back up so that you can welcome people in again. In order to navigate that season of now being alone, you have to start realizing just how much you are enough, mm, right? And good. sometimes that is the most challenging thing because we associate mm our strength and our most positive moment with being with someone else. When you're alone, you don't it. always have the opportunity to, for example, some of my funniest moments have been with you. Mm -hmm. If I was constantly alone, how would I know I was funny? Yeah. Do you yeah, get what I mean? Yeah. Unless this I actually it. start exploring myself, sometimes I can think you you know that term, you bring out the best in me, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean the best in me is only exclusive to you. Yeah. You know? Yes, you bring out the best in me, but the best in me is always here. I can tap into it and experience it for myself. I can use my gifts. I can use my talents and I can enjoy my personality, mm -hmm. even if you're not there. And that could be giving it to other people in your community, but not attaching it to just one person and latching onto one person and thinking now that they're gone, I've lost a part of me. And I think that that's a, a huge thing to overcome mindset wise. Mm. Don't let somebody take a part of you with them. Mm. Like you have to hold on to yourself and have a good firm grasp of knowing who you are and enjoying that independent of someone else's company per se. But yeah, that's what, that's what I'd say. But then in the, in the sense of now you're learning to be by yourself. Yeah. You're learning to accept that you're alone and you're okay with it. 
but no man is an island. Yeah. So how do you prepare yourself yeah. to start over, to find that new friend, to find that new lover, or to find that new relationship? How do yeah. you prepare yourself to be open? Because <laughs> you know, all the girls got trust issues these yeah. days, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. Don't let, You need to stop giving me references to songs. Do you want a musical I episode? I think, I think, I think. Because you know we out here experimenting with the episodes a little bit. I think. It's a new form. Hello, trust issues. Fair. Oh, you, oh, yeah, I was about to say, do you want to give oh, us an addition? Trust issues. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> How to start over. Um, so if the first step in like starting over is you need to heal. Yeah. Whatever that looks like for you. Um. The thing is, like, going through breakups, mm. oh, man, they hurt. They have you out here doing some crazy things. Say it again. Bruh, like, I, listen, some of the breakups that I've had, it's not even like they've been super dramatic, but mm. it's like, you know, when you've actually loved and cared for a person mm. for a really long time or, like, for a substantial amount of time and you feel like you've actually invested a lot of yourself into it. Yeah. Yeah, whatever that looks like for you, healing needs to be the priority because you won't be able to start over once you have effectively closed the chapter before. Mm. Like when you start something, it's like, you know, when you open like multiple tabs on your computer and yeah. you're doing work on each and every one, Yeah, none of them really get finished. Yeah, You have to actually work through each one, close it and then move on to the next yeah. one. That's a more like linear and I guess more effective way of getting through work in general is just Unless making sure exactly because your mind's your mind is not you know constantly thinking about um you know what happened in a very unhealthy way yeah and i think you also need to give yourself some time to do that i think particularly in like romantic relationships i know there's the hot girls out there but hear me out before you start your hot girl summer <laughs> um there's the temptation like you know this guy is like we've broken up he's doesn't understand what he's missing i'm gonna find another dude that actually mm, recognizes me for my work the rebound oh, listen and listen being very very honest with you girls the rebound can be sweet yeah the rebound guy can be a hottie thanks he's cute okay thanks. you know his hench is sweet good looking. he is everything, everything that you know you shouldn't have everything real sweet but let me tell you something it's unhealthy i know you don't want to hear that it's unhealthy hundred okay he may be you know a sweet darling okay he might be sending you all the right messages mm -hmm. he might be mr right but for you he's not mr right now okay you need to give it some space you actually yeah. need to give it some time because even that whole fr the whole framework of thinking is absolutely problematic mm. because again you're looking for another person to validate what you felt you had with that other person yeah. your mind isn't on you know learning more about that person your mind isn't on you know creating a relationship that isn't tainted with your traumas that you've actually experienced as a result of your breakups yeah. so in order to start afresh you need to heal and close the chapters of your particular book with that person yeah. and transition to a place where you feel comfortable with it. Now, this may be difficult depending on how um, that relationship ended. I think if you end amicably, and I, I do recognize that that's a privilege, right? To end things amicably. 100%. But again, that can also be tricky because then you have to think about the transition into certain boundaries. Mm. So especially if you have like a situationship that you've decided to end, it might be difficult to transition into just friends or yeah. it might be difficult to transition into something more platonic because you now have to erect boundaries that you're not used to having. And you can mask it with the whole, oh, but we're amicable, we're friends, we know each other, we can do this. You need to do this alone. You need to have a breakaway and you need to close that chapter too before mm. you can re-engage that person too. Mm. If you've had more of a like, I guess, troublesome breakup, um, depending on where you're at, like if it was an abusive breakup, for example, if you've actually left an abuser, then by all means, you 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 just need to like contact yeah. needs to be ended yeah. for a very, very long period of time. And you need to initiate the process of healing, going to therapy um, and figuring out how to, again, close the chapter of the trauma that you've experienced yeah. first before moving on. I can't tell you how long that's going to last. Sometimes it may last a month, six months, a year, even mm. two years. And that's completely fine. Don't be rushing to start the next chapter 
still dealing with the outfall of the last chapter. Give mm. yourself a page break. Give yourself some time mm. to breathe first before you move on. Um, and it also gives you the opportunity to really realign your values and really yeah. think about and focus. What is it that you actually want? Yeah. And what is it that you actually need right now? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, into a, a, a new relationship with anybody. Yeah, yeah, Ms. Courtney, yeah no, that's what I was going to say. I think it's a great time to reassess your standards, your values, your boundaries. Um, identify wh- how they were crossed the last time. Yeah. Um, and not just the mistakes of the other person, because it's easy to lose somebody mm. and think because they've exited, they mm-hmm. were in the wrong. That's good. But actually, it could be you were the one who's exiting their life. This is true. Now you need to assess where did you go wrong? or Where did you let people cross the line? And why did you let them cross the line? Um, for example, in the dilemma, you know, is it that I have a confidence issue? Um, am I scared to speak my mind? Mm. Or am I actually a person who is more of a victim? Villain? Am I more um, not villain? Problematic? No, I'm, I'm using the term we use in our um, generational trauma, <laughs> generational trauma episode. But in the sense that I'm, am I the antagonist mm, in, in this situation? Mm-hmm. And so I think what's important to do is really have some self awareness now mm, and mm. and do a good self assessment mm. in terms of how did I perform in that relationship? How can the way that I performed in that relationship um, hinder a new relationship and yeah. really tackle those issues yeah. from the inside out? Um, another good way to prepare over is get your confidence back, right? It's, it's easy for somebody to to have a breakup, a breakup of a situation yep. um, or to lose a friend and now think, something's wrong with me, Mm. you know, like this has to be a reflection of my worth, my value, um, and how important I am as a person. And it it may not be, it's probably not any of those things, actually get your confidence back in believing that you actually deserve good things and you can have good things. And I guess this is also a good way to get over trust issues, to know that even though someone may have violated your trust, not everybody is like that. And you need to give people the benefit of the doubt, including yourself. And so I think in order to prepare yourself, you need to start learning to be open and you start opening up, like you said, in vulnerability, um, but also being confident in being open. Mm -hmm. That if I am vulnerable, I am not too scared of what people will see because I realized that there's beauty in it. There may be some, you know, ugliness, some past experiences, whatever, but I'm dealing with those things and all things um, have come together to make something beautiful. That is me as a person in my mm-hmm. full experience and being confident in that. Um, yeah. So get your confidence back, sis. That's what I'd say. But then what are the mindset? what are the mindsets you have to tackle then in order to really go over trust issues? Because when people leave your life, sometimes they can leave serious scars, right? How do you, like the nitty gritty of healing, what would you say is one of the biggest mindset shifts you have to have? Mm, That's a really good question. I'm so sorry, I literally have thought of another song as well, but I'm not going to... (sighs) Come on, musical interlude break. Gosh. Okay, bear with me with this. (laughs) Bear with me. You know, um, High School Musical? Yeah. I've got to move on and be who I am. What about us? Just don't belong here. I hope you understand. I'm trying to understand. We, what's the next words? I watched High School Musical in like 10 years. We might find a place in this world someday. But at least for now, I want you to stay. I gotta go my own Wow. Vanessa and Troy. Listen. They were going through some stuff. That's too much drama for their age, you know. We actually need to do a whole breakdown of high school. That puts some very bad ideas. Do you know in what our would mind. actually be really cool? Like looking at some of our past shows that we were like really invested in. And how in. they have ruined our perception and of life. Them because they were like, what, 17? If that, if that, talk then, about I've got to move on and be this is a high school flick. You met what in the snow somewhere. Listen. On listen, one vacation. Listen, and then when, when we've done that, we have to do Camp Rock as well because they were going through some. <laughs> listen. Which do you prefer, Camp Rock or High School Musical? Ooh. What do you think is better? Better? High School Musical. Really? Yeah. But did Camp Rock have two parts? Yeah, that second part was terrible. Awful. But I feel like. Camp Rock number one could easily tackle like the first three high school musical films. Ha. Yep. 
First of all, I heard this opinion recently. I can't remember who from that High School Musical had way too many. It continued for way too long. Yeah, it did. No, 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 no. Way they should too have long. Two was even a stretch. Like, they had some good music in there. Did you? Pre- I preferred High School Musical 2 to the first one. Really? 100. I feel like because Sharpay got her shine. Yeah. She really got Sharpay her shine. Sharpay was also not that. the villain that... Anyways, we'll come back to... Yeah, we'll... We'll do, we will do that. We'll, we'll have to that. do that. We'll, we'll do have to do that, that on the side. But back to dealing with loneliness. Yeah. Thank you guys for yeah. your patience with our musical interviews this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is not yet sponsored <laughs> by <laughs> Disney, but we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> Disney Plus, if you see this. <laughs> um, but yeah, the biggest mindset, mindset shifts that you have to, I guess take into account when you are trying to start over and mm. you know overcome trust issues and all of that good stuff is <sighs> seeing vulnerability as a weakness i would say as mm. number one i touched on it earlier on yeah. but i think i genuinely think in it, like being vulnerable is seen as such a um a weakness mm. in the sense that people often feel that because they have opened up to another in the individual and as a result of that not working, it's the vulnerability and the opening up that was the reason for the downfall and the failure okay. of that relationship. So that's why a lot of people tend to have like their guard up or their walls up when it comes to new relationships because they think that they're them being open and giving it's and gonna scare someone it's gonna away. scare somebody off right classic it's it, like it literally always happened and even with me sometimes I have to g-check myself mm. in the sense that I'm always think like kind of on the sly I'm like mm. how much of myself should I give to this person I think it's important like that. that that's important though definitely 100. I think it's definitely important but when it gets to the point where as you said in um one of our previous episodes that you're building a fortress yeah 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 you're completely blocked off and you have now become the thing that you're actually trying to avoid. And in fact, you've actually become the opposite of everything that you are in order to protect yourself. Sometimes self-preservation ends up destroying everything else in its path. Yeah, it's not defense. You become offensive. Precisely. So I think seeing vulnerability as a weakness is probably one of the biggest things that people have to overcome. Mm. And not in the sense of like, you know, you should go and open yourself up to every Tom, Dick and Harry that you come across, (laughs) whether it's a friend or whatever, but not allowing how you naturally are in relationships and the good things that you really bring, the value that you bring to relationships, Mm. not allowing that to dim as a result of the past trauma that you've experienced. And it's definitely a lot of internal work that you have to do to be able to get back to that place where you feel comfortable enough to do that. But remember the new people in that, you know, come into your life, it's not their responsibility to fix something that they didn't break. And I think a lot of us place the responsibility on people coming up or new people to fix things that they were never a part this of. Is it. Think about like, I think we see it most commonly with romantic partners, but we see it in friendships too, yeah. where we think we, we approach like, you know, potential partners and we're like, you know, you need to like work hard to get yeah. X, Y, Z or like yeah. you need to prove to me that you're, yeah. you know, not like all the other men and you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. And this bloke has just come into your life. Like <laughs> he's just here like, yo, I just thought you were pretty. And I was like, let me see where this is going. But you know, you next come man, with a lot. listen, next man came and like yeah. added baggage that yeah. you want me to fix. I can't do Facts. that. I don't have the power to do that. Facts. So being willing to overcome that, I would definitely say is one thing that, you you genuinely need to unpack yeah. before you step into another relationship. I love that. Definitely. I love that. That's so true. Just making people <laughs> jump through so many hurdles and tests. It's unnecessary, sis. <laughs> My man just asked you for a coffee and now you're like, listen. Yeah. You know, I'll say yes to a coffee, but like you need to understand that. Yeah. Obviously, I come with a lot of, you know, you've got to work But even work cause hard. This is the thing. And people use it as like a... And you'll do it because you'll do it to show me that I'm important to you, right? If if you think I'm worth a lot, then you will pass all these tests and jump through all these hoops. People don't want to be tested like that. Actually, it's very, um, it's tiring. Like it's very draining when someone keeps testing you and you haven't shown them any reason why they should doubt you. They're using other people's failures yeah, and they're projecting yeah. that onto you. And I I think, I guess my mindset thing would be, you're not the only clean hearted person. Oh. And I think oftentimes <laughs> we can get so like, 
if no one else is to be trusted, does that include you? Oftentimes we are happy to accept that. No, I'm a good person. I just don't believe that anyone else is a good person. Get that self-centered thinking right. out of your brain. Like it, everyone is one bad encounter away from being a horrible person, yeah. basically. And I think it's important to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and realize that the range of the human experience is that oftentimes you do not live up to your expectations for yourself even. Sometimes mm. we have high standards for our own character. One bad traffic situation and right. you completely violated that code. Road rage. Road rage. Different. You know, exactly. And so we can all disappoint ourselves. It doesn't make us intrinsically bad people. It just means that we need to work on ourselves and actually um, see how we react in different circumstances and mm, different experiences mm. with different triggers. Yeah. And so stop thinking that you're the only clean hearted person. There are other clean hearted people out there. And with that mindset and with that thinking, you need to be open to accepting that, yes, some people can make mistakes. And yes, you should analyze people and really observe their behavior and how consistent they keep tripping up. Because sometimes trip ups are just consistent bad behavior. Mm -hmm. But I think what's important is being open to knowing that there are good people out there. Yeah. Because you can easily think all men are this, all women are this, all friends are this. Nah. Nah, you've got to be open to giving people the benefit of the doubt. Um, in order and and just generally love relationships is a risk. Vulnerability is a risk. There will always be an element of opening yourself up. If you're gonna open yourself up mm. to be loved, you open yourself up to be hurt. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of us get stuck. I don't want to be hurt, but you're closing yourself off from love too. Yeah. So either you completely accept that you want to be alone forever mm. or you take the risk. Yeah. Sorry, sis. That's life. That's life. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Your Sorry. Face is killing me. And like not everyone is going to be perfect all the time. This is it. People, and this is not that. We are not perfect all the time. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. There's going to be times where you, you know, actively despise the person or despise, <laughs> you know, something they've done um, or they'll despise you. I yeah. think giving people grace as well and understanding that nobody is perfect we're all trying. We're all trying. This is it. And this is all we can do. Give our best. And that's it. That doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. Because you're not like that. Like yeah, you yeah. yourself are not like that. Even when you're by yourself. And I think this is actually a good, another topic for, um, another point for one of the earlier topics in terms of um, preparing yourself to start over. Mm. You actually need to start making commitments to yourself. Yeah. And you need to start... Um, treating yourself in the way that you would expect other people to treat you so that you actually know how hard it is sometimes to be a good person. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is sometimes we expect things from people and we take it for granted because we don't know how hard it is sometimes to give it because we assume that we would just give it naturally, right? Yeah. So for example, I want my friend, the next friend that I'm be to, sorry, I want the next person I'm with to be generous, but we don't intentionally practice generosity, mm. right? And we just assume being generous, it's an easy thing to do. If someone needs something, I'll give it. But how intentional have you been about being generous so that you know how challenging it actually is? Because until you know how challenging it is, you'll think that that person is not doing it out of laziness. Yeah. And you're not realizing that it's actually a personal challenge to, to live up to these expectations. Do you get what I mean? So I want somebody to message me all the time. Do you message people all the time? Is that because you find it easy or is that because you're making an intentional effort to? Because for mm. some people, it may be an intentional effort yeah. to do that. And until you realize that, you'll be thinking they're taking the lazy way or the easy way out mm. when actually this doesn't come naturally to them. So you're asking them, them to do so much that goes against their natural character that you're draining them because you're not taking time to understand who they are as a person. You're really just making, you're trying to make them fit your criteria. Mm. And now you're forcing them to fit into a box they don't fit in. And that's very uncomfortable. That's an easy way to push people away, to not accept them for how they come and their, their natural process of evolution. But rather trying to force them to be something like we always say this isn't build a man this ain't build a woman this ain't build a bear what this is is 
everyone's on a journey and you're going to meet someone in a at a particular point in their journey mm. you have to appreciate the fact that they're still walking their path every single day if you force them to be something they're not you're going to be frustrated and yeah. they're going to feel like they're not enough yeah wow that was woof. courtney those points landed <laughs> Those points landed. Let me tell you why. <laughs> because <laughs> these things are often manifesting like the tiniest of things, right? Everyone's like, oh, you know, I want my partner to send me good morning messages every single morning. Do you know how tiring that is? I don't even wake up early sometimes. Do you know how tiring that is? And every, you're going to be upset that I didn't every, send you a good... Was I awake? Every morning, good morning, awake. good morning, honey. Sometimes you're... After, and the thing is, like, it context matters, right? Because yes. you could have pissed the person off yesterday. Yeah. But the, tomorrow morning, you now want them to say, good morning, honey. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm working on myself. <laughs> I haven't quite arrived. This is I it. Quite I'm arrived. working on myself. I'm working on it. I think it's one thing to articulate, you know, your love language yeah. and how you want to be, you know, loved and cherished. And it's another thing to expect it to be intuitive. Yes. I think a lot of us yeah. expect our partners, our friends, the people that love us to intuitively know this is, how this, to yeah, love that's, us. Yeah. But oftentimes you actually have to be very, very, um, very loud and very clear about yeah. how you want to be loved. And you also need to be reasonable because it's yeah. not just about you getting, 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 but also you giving, giving, giving. Mm. I love what you said about practice, how you want to be loved and see if it's actually feasible and understand the challenges that come with it because it's not easy. At the messages And you won't is, appreciate it when it comes. Listen, the messages one is just an example. Even like things like gifts and stuff, like I expect, you know, random gifts and flowers. Do you know how expensive flowers are? And if you, you know saw how, how it, it's hurting your pocket, you would appreciate what you got. Do you it's get what expensive. I mean? It's, and, th- and this is not to say lower your standards. Yeah, not all, at no, all. No, no, no. Not at all. What we're saying is, realize what it takes to live up to your standards yeah it takes a lot yes 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 that's good challenge yourself to meet up to that but don't expect someone to do something that you haven't done Mm. for yourself Mm -hmm. and being alone is the perfect time to make yourself live up to that yeah a hundred oh god courtney you've really given us today you gave what we're supposed to be giving giving. (laughs) my goodness but yeah no we definitely challenge you to do that and Oh God, it's such a beautiful point, man. Genuinely practice how you want to be loved and really, really see it. And also Mm. don't assume that the way that you want to be loved is the way that everybody else wants to be loved. This is it. I think many of like all of us will say, oh, you know, I'm a great friend. I'm a great partner. I do X, Y, Z for this person. But have you actually asked them? How they receive love. How they receive love, if they like it. Yeah. I can can actually give a personal example about that. Mm. So I am not a... Um, I think gifts is on, well, it's changing now. If you want to send me stuff, send it. But gifts was the lowest <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm just being real. Gifts was the lowest thing on my, um, the lowest one of my five, yeah, five yeah. Uh, la- love languages. Mm. Um, and so I never, I never expect gifts and I don't give gifts either because it, it doesn't, I don't compute sometimes how that can mean love, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I am big on quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, all of that, physical touch, all of that. But then I made friends and suddenly they are like, you didn't give me a birthday present. I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and similarly, because when it was my birthday, I didn't expect you to give me anything mm. either. But gifts were how they primarily received love. And mm. it was causing big fractions in our relationship mm. because it was like, I don't receive love the same way you receive love. Mm. So you can't expect to give what you would naturally receive because I'm not you. Yeah. And I think that that was one of the biggest challenges yeah. for me because I have to, and this is the thing, you have to learn other people. Mm-hmm. And in that also, mm-hmm. what you were saying about everything that you expect might not come intuitively to the person you're expecting it from. Mm. So you have to learn to be patient. And a lot of us don't give people that grace of time to actually learn us and to start behaving properly for a lack of a better term, right? If I tell you I expect, for example, if I tell you my primary way of receiving love is quality time, I can't expect you to drop everything in your life to start spending time with me. You're going to have to rearrange your schedule. You're going to have to find a new daily routine, a new Mm. pace, all of that. I need to be patient with you actually making those changes. If I'm I'm too um, aggressive with that and I haven't learned that I'm on a journey and you're on a journey, I will quickly become frustrated at the fact that I told you something last (laughs) week and you haven't changed. (laughs) 
alternative six days ago? Six I days ago. I was expecting something to have happened six by now. Six days ago and you haven't changed your whole schedule? <laughs> Do you get what? But in that though, to be fair for both sides, yeah. you have to have open lines of communication yeah. with that. You yeah, know, if it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, I, I need to now learn to change my schedule and I'm yeah. working on it and I am making an active effort. Please just give me time. That's as simple enough as to say, be patient, you mm-hmm. know? For sure, yeah. for sure. And I think, Ugh, especially when it's um, a love language that doesn't come naturally to you yeah. or it's something that you have stigma or trauma attached to it mm. such that you actually don't like it at all. Mm. So an example that I can give is like one of my like past partners, his top like, what do you call it? Love language was um, acts of service. Okay. And for me being first daughter, um, second generation migrant, I don't, I don't like acts yeah, of service at It's all. just free because labor. it feels like labor to me. It's something that I've done all my life. And it's like, wow, if you wanted a maid, you should have just said something instead. Do I look like a maid this to you? This is true. This a is maid. true. This is true. It's like, no, acts of service. And I actually had to, it wasn't even just about, you know, performing the act, but also destigmatizing my relationship to the acts as well. Mm. I think some of us actually actively, it's not even just that we don't see the value of that particular love language, but we actively have either trauma or some kind of stigma attached to it such that it's actually not easy to do. Or for example, if you're somebody that is with someone that likes physical touch, but by all intents and purposes, physical touch is a sore point for you because you may have, um, you know, experienced abuse or something that requires time to be able to show that. So I think, I love what you said about patience because it really is, man, relationships are hard. Friendships, all of it is so tough and we don't give it enough thought because Mm. it it just seems like something, because we know we need it, it seems like something that's just automatically going to happen. Yeah, It takes work. Friendships take work. Relationships take work. Love takes work. It takes takes sacrifice. It takes all of that stuff. Big sigh, big sigh. Okay, so then I guess lastly, and this is actually directly from the, well, to be honest, this whole episode is directly from the comments on that, (laughs) our most recent Instagram post, but being Mm open-minded versus knowing your standards, values, and preferences, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes, for example, Pastor Mike Todd, rip up your list, right? All your expectations and stuff, the person you're going to be with, they're probably not going to match it. Be open-minded. But sometimes you need to have expectations, boundaries, standards, etc. Yeah. How do you balance being too rigid and being open-minded, mm. but still knowing what it is that you need and want? Mm. Bruh. I'm dumbfounded because that's a that's a tough one. It Proper. actually is it's really, really sticky because I see both sides, right? It doesn't make sense. And I think we can't ignore the fact that when we are seeking partners, we do have things that we're looking for. Yes. We do have expectations. There are certain qualities, traits, even physical attributes that we look for. And I don't think, especially as women, I don't think we should be ashamed to say that we have preferences. Because mm. I think there's also that, right? Like this whole rip, oh, rip Stigma. up your list, your list, right? And it's like, I get it. But then at the same time, I know that there's certain things I'm attracted to and I can't ignore them, Right. However, some of us do take it a bit too far (laughs) in the sense that some of our expectations or standards can be unrealistic, first of all. Mm. And we spoke about this in our last episode Mm. on dating, whereby we haven't even done the work as to understand whether our preferences or our stick figure man prefers us. Like, are you in writing this list? Do you match any of the qualities that you're looking for? Yeah. Or... Do you think that a person that has the qualities that you're looking for wants you? And have you done work to find out if that's the case? So I think it's a definitely a double-edged sword. Speaking about being open-minded and being flexible. Mm. Listen, I have met many people who have talked about the fact that, you know, their partner, they had to, you know, grow on them. Like oh yeah, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he was a grower. Uh, <laughs> he had to grow on me. Oh um, dear, <laughs> he was a grower. Um, and I think being open-minded just means that you know what you're looking for. You have yeah. like specific like expectations, and you may have some non-negotiable values that this you know it. are very very important to actually the future of a relationship. They're not particularly um 
self-oriented but it's more so about thinking practically about how this relationship will work out in the future so that considers things like finances and not in the sense of he has to be earning this amount of money but what is your mindset towards money that kind of compatibility precisely or you know um even for thinking about things like physical attraction right Mm. this one is a sticky one for the sisters (laughs) because i feel (laughs) i think Many women have like, you know, the bog standard uh, preferences of, yeah, yeah, I want a tall guy. Yeah. Um, but I think it's about having flexibility within those essentialisms, yeah. right? So, okay, cool. You like men that are six foot plus, but you could probably do someone that's 5'11", 5'10", 5'9". You like somebody, you'd like somebody that is, um, you know, in a specific profession, but they're, you know, a bit of leeway because yeah. they might maybe, you know, dealing with things at the moment or they may be in a transitional period in their mm. life and you just want to see how things pan mm. out. I think that being open-minded actually comes as a result of engaging with different types of people. Yeah. And genuinely having conversations with folks that you don't already associate yourself yeah. with in real life. Yeah. Because I think a lot of standards as well are being informed by social media. A hundred percent. They're being informed by conversations with people you have never met and you will likely never meet who don't know you, know nothing about you this or your is... context. Ooh. So make sure that your <laughs> make sure that your preferences or <laughs> you know values and all of that good stuff. And listen, we're transparent around here. That's yeah. what TMS stands for. And we by all intents and purposes are very, very much invested in your wellness, your personal growth and all of that good stuff however at the end of the day we always push you guys to have real conversations in person Mm. because the moment you switch off this you know podcast Mm. you've got to go live your life facts and it may just be that the person that suits you the best doesn't fit all of your requirements and i think do you know what it's even this is going to sound a bit controversial i suppose it's even the arrogance of thinking that you know exactly what you need i actually think that's a little bit arrogant Spot on. I think it's a little bit arrogant. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree. I, th- I think that, the, and also, love's not easy. In friendship too, I think you've touched on the romantic relationship, but even in the aspects of friendship, mm. you may find yourself gravitating towards someone you never thought they had diff- a different race, a different social classes, but you're getting on like a house on fire. Listen. Even different kinds of humor, but you're doing really well, right? And it's easy to not allow yourself to be challenged Mm. to really form relationship with them Mm -hmm. because it seems like it's going to be harder than if you had your perfect type, you know? Sometimes what you get is what you need and it doesn't look like what you want. Listen, and you know what? Even the conversation around like, because the the normal rebuttal to that is, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm settling. Okay, (laughs) but you know what? Yeah, sometimes you're not settling. Sometimes you're actually being forced to come up higher. I'm glad you said it because that's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. Sometimes you're being forced to come up higher. Live up to the challenge or not. Because how do you know that the stick figure man that you've put together, how do you know, and this is not to belittle anyone, but how do you know the person that you prefer would not feel like they were settling if with they were to you. With, be with you. With you. But I guess because we all think we're bringing something this to the table. I am. And I'm bringing something to the table. I am the table. I am the table. I'm <laughs> the cutlery on the table. Re- silly rebuttal. I am the table. And so... <laughs> still got to put something on it. Still got to put something on it. Still got to eat. Still got to put... <laughs> Listen, it really is about diversifying your experiences. I love the fact you touched on friendships as well, because I have some friends who, by all intents and purposes, if you were to look at us on paper, you'd be like, but why are you friends? Yeah. Like you're such different people. Yeah. But they have been some of the most fulfilling friendships that I have ever had because we're so different. Yeah. And again, this is not for you to go against the grain and, you know, you know, them ones where people like date people just for the, oh, yeah. yeah, like they're different, you know, opposites attract yeah. and yeah, like four wasn't going to work. And don't all. make it performative. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. What we are saying is definitely have, you know, I guess non-negotiables yes. in that you're being practical about the, the, the foundational stuff mm. when it comes to relationships, you know, communication, you know, character, um, finances foundational basic stuff and then of course have your preferences because mm. you can't help what you're attracted to mm. i mean you can to an extent i won't lie yeah. we are definitely listen condition we know that we are you know socially conditioned we know that we do not operate outside of you know patriarchy and uh, all sorts of other social forces not to that not to that <laughs> however 
there are let's keep it real there yeah. are certain things you're more attracted to than others mm. that doesn't mean that those people that have those kind of features or those specific characteristics that doesn't mean those are the only people you will ever be attracted to this is it this so is he it. doesn't have a beard okay yeah for some oh, okay yeah mm? <laughs> no 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 i'm i'm just saying in the sense that it it, it really comes down to you personally i, I we can't tell you what to strike off your list we can't tell you what to put on it mm. all we can say is like you said there are foundational things which are going to have mm. on your list which mm. are complete non-negotiables right for some people it could be faith it could be ideologies it could yep. whatever it may be but there are other things which may be more aesthetic or whatever which for you may be like, it's a non-negotiable as in the opposite completely turns me off and it's going to be impossible. Fine, then that's a non-negotiable, mm. but really assess where these things are mm-hmm. coming from mm-hmm. and if it's actually a non-negotiable. Yeah. There are some things we tell ourselves in the in the stance of, I just have my standards and I should be allowed to have that. Okay, you're going to probably be looking for a really long time. And if you are committed to that time, then that's fine. That, that in itself is yeah. fine. You've got yeah. to make a compromise somewhere. And for you, it may be because I'm not compromising on my list, I'm happy to compromise compromise on the time that it takes me mm-hmm. i can happily look for mr right and mr perfect for the rest of my life till i meet him that's fine or um with your friendships if you don't fulfill all of these things for me i don't need a close friend i don't need a best friend mm-hmm. i will happily take the the challenges of life on my own you're saying i'm getting ready to be used to that hardship that's a personal choice so i feel like what just become realistic about the actual true realities yeah. the realities of the choices that you are making and what you're committing yourself to. That's what I'd say. But I think you've summarized being open-minded versus having standards really, really well. I love that. I love that. I've man. loved this conversation. This has been good. Shout this out to the girls good. in the comments. You read these suggestions. Great sisters, suggestions. Thank you. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. But oh. on that note, talk to us in the comments. Let us know if you want to see other episodes from us, let us know topics <laughs> and conversation topics, sis. But also, uh, what are your thoughts on dealing with a breakup and its aftermath? Yes. Whether it be friendship, whether it be platonic or romantic. Um, or how do you deal with being lonely and feeling alone? And how do you open yourself up to receive the goodness that is coming your way? Please let us know in the comments here on YouTube. Or if you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple, you can come over to YouTube and leave a comment. Or you can go over to our Instagram at To My Sisterhood and let us know under our content over there. Or you can send us a message and come and say hi to us individually at Renee Kapuki and at CD Warting. And of course, don't miss out on the big party over on the mailing list. Guys, join us, subscribe. The link will be down below if you are watching us on YouTube. If you are listening, then hop on over to YouTube or you can follow us, as Courtney said, on our socials. (sighs) Guys, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you very, very soon. And remember, of course, keep glowing and growing. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com